passing live this life, but son, we don't see shade. She caught my eye, man, make my wife. I know she wanna be saved. everybody to a new episode of inside the dome i am john dodero i am joined with the one and only carlin jacob here today and also good old lance johnson is back yet again for this week lance it's been about two weeks i'd say uh have you been i've been doing pretty good john um i just had a good thanksgiving break with the week off that i had and now I'm back stronger than ever. And how about both of you guys? How have you been? Oh, great. Very good. Uh, you and I, Lance, today, we were we were a little cold today. We were, we were a we were little cold football indeed. Around, a little football with the friends. It was, Jeez. I don't know. I, I don't want to gloat, you but know. I, I was a little Tom Brady there today. Yeah, right. Yeah. This Sunday, yeah, you're right. the Steelers game. This Sunday, coming up for the Steelers game, I'll be there. It's supposed to be freezing cold, and it's supposed to rain. Really? Yeah. Like, oh, where's that Detroit game, John? Not that Detroit uh, game. We went to the, what game was that? That was... Jaguars? Jags. Worse than that Jags game. Oh, yeah, that game was bad. But, yeah, right now, as we're recording this, it was 25 degrees. Lance and I were outside. Every I don't want to gloat, but every t- every drive I was full time QB, and I had a touchdown every drive. It was beautiful. Lance, you, you were it. Lance was Randy Moss out there. Wait, it Lance. was Lance. Did uh, John ever tell you that how I picked him off of football? No, I never heard I, of this. I got an interception off of him one time. It was like how long ago was this? Like two years ago? Yeah, it was like two years ago. The only reason I'm telling you this is because, like, I'm half decent at football, but when it comes to playing with John and the whole group, like, I, it's hard. It's hard for me to actually, like, do something. And I remember John just did a horrible <laughs> pass down the middle, and I read it, and I run up there, and I scoop it up in my hands like this. And, like, it's a, it's a dead ball immediately. Like, I can run it back to the house. It won't count or anything. But I ran it back to the house, and everyone was, like, jumping up and jaw down, and John's just like... I just threw an interception to Carlin. It was like the most random thing ever. Uh, that's not uh, happening again. That is not happening again. Hey, I hey, will say that. You know how we were talking about doing a turkey bowl and it never happened? We should yeah. do a Christmas bowl. Even colder. We playing that? Oh, God. It's very fun playing the cold. I will say that. But anyway, aside from our football days... um. Speaking of football, it was a good week. I would say a good week in the NFL, week 12. Uh, Turkey, there were a bunch of Turkey Bowl games in a way. Uh, Three games that took place on Thanksgiving. The Packers-Lions, Commanders-Cowboys, and 49ers-Seahawks all took place on Thursday. There was the Black Friday game. uh, And then a lot of games in the Sunday slate. No teams were on a bye week, I believe. Every team played, so... We will get into every game, I will say. We will not talk about the Steelers game that took place since we did a whole episode 
on that and a couple other games we might be more brief on, like Dolphins Jets. I know Carlin and I talked a lot about that yesterday and under the lights. So we'll be a little brief on the games we've mentioned in previous episodes. So a little disclaimer there, but we haven't talked about any of the Thanksgiving games. So we will start there today. The first game that happened, um, Packers Lions. I got this pick wrong just to start off great this week. I got this wrong. Uh, the Lions going into this game were 0 and 12 when it was Thanksgiving in a wax gibbous moon phase, I believe it was called. And now they are 0-13 when that is happening. My dad said it was crazy. It was a crazy stat. This is a different Lions team. No shot that happens again. And it happened again. So, it was very funny. The Green Bay Packers won 29-22. Lions are 8-3. The Packers are 5-6 and six now. Jordan Love actually had a good game, 22 for 32, 268 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions at all. It was a very good game. But, uh, Carlin, what were your thoughts with this game? Yeah, no, as soon as the Waxing Gibbets Moon face was announced, I knew the Lions were done. Um, they tried to come back in the end of the game, and they failed. Sam Laporte did magical wonders for me in that game, though. All of Thanksgiving was magical wonders for me. Except Geno Smith, you're still the biggest bum. And NFL quarterback wise, I say you're the worst starting quarterback out there. I'll say it right now. Kenny Pickett's better than you. I'll take Kenny Pickett over Geno Smith any day. Heck, I will take uh, Jake Browning over Geno Smith right now, just because he went to WVU. Whoa! Nah, 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 not Whoa. because Geno Smith just is not good. He's not good. I think he's overrated. And he'll find his way out there shortly. But yeah, it was a Thanksgiving game and a half. And I just want to say something because you mentioned this, John. I don't remember what I went record-wise this week, but I know I predicted this game wrong as well. My sister has got really big into football, like really, really big into football. She went 14-2 and in picks this week. She wow. missed this game, and she missed the Bears game, which let's be honest. Who thought the Bears were actually going to win that game? Like, no one thought that. But, but yeah, she went 14-2. She picked the rest of the games correct. That's that's absolutely insane. John, I think you missed like five games or something. I probably missed more just because I suck at this. I, I was going to miss five for the fifth straight week, but then the Bears won, so I missed six this week. So wait, do you think this game – Proves the Packers can be a playoff team this year. Um, I think they can compete. I would say that. I think the Green Bay Packers easily could compete, in my opinion. But the NFC is wide open, in my opinion, in the playoff hunt. I mean, you mentioned the Seahawks and their struggles. The Packers, they're 5-6. and six. They could easily sneak in, in my opinion. They have, they have players on defense. If Jordan Love can click enough. I think that's where it all comes together. If Jordan Love can play consistently, because against worse defenses, Jordan Love can actually play good, in my opinion. You've seen it against Chicago and other teams, but I think it's just his consistency will determine if the Packers make the playoffs. But uh, any final thoughts about this game? From you? Yeah, Lance. Uh, I don't. Lance, do you have any thoughts about this game? Yeah, um, with what I saw from that game. It certainly doesn't help with 
the problems that the Lions have specifically with Jared Goff, where he had two straight drives early in the first quarter that turned into fumbles, one recovered, returned to a touchdown that became Green Bay extended their lead. And then, then Jared Goff for the second drive, he took it out for himself and he had that ball kind of stick wide out from his body and then got punched out and Green Bay recovered it again. And then they extend the lead, but it, it just hurt them right from the start. And they were already in a big hole at that point. So if it wasn't for that, it would have been a much better game than it could have been. So in a sense, this was kind of more of a domination by the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love looked pretty good in that game. Definitely for sure. So yeah, those are my thoughts, Um, but it was a good win by Green Bay and we'll just see how they continue throughout the rest of the season. They're six and six and they definitely have a shot of making the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. I will say, as you were talking there, Lance, they recently, as we were recording, released the playoff rankings for college football. So tomorrow we will have a college football episode and we will go over all of that. So just so everybody knows, stay tuned for tomorrow, as always. But yeah, this was a good win for the Green Bay Packers. Detroit, they're eight and three. And I think Jared Goff's in a little bit of a slump. He had two fumbles. But I think he can get back on track. He has all the talent. I think the defense, though, was kind of exposed. And I think that was kind of a... When I made my prediction at the beginning of the preseason, I had them going 9-8. and eight. That was my fear, was their defense, not their offense. So, kind of creeped up a little bit here. But I am not sure. And ESPN, every single second. It even happened in the last episode. Loves playing ads for me. Gotta love it. But, uh... next game, Lance. This is... Your team here, Lance. Yeah, how about the uh, Cowboys? Commanders. Cowboys. I'll let you start, Mr. Cowboys fan. How did your team do this week? This is the Cowboys fan indeed, but no, we. it was a good time. I had fun watching the game, but yeah, like the Cowboys, they looked good on every position from what I've seen. It seemed like almost everyone had the touch of the ball and but the thing that stood out to me the most in that game was Deron Bland with five pick sixes this season breaking the record making history at that moment and just stepping in front taking that ball away running down to the end zone made three guys miss including Sam Howell and took it in it was definitely a big breakthrough moment and I was glad I was able to see that with my dad but it, it was a great game. Like, everyone looked good. Dak had a really good game. And with Washington, it's it's just been a tumultuous season for them. And they're sitting there four and eight. And, I mean, with the trades that they've had from before, getting rid of Chase Young and Montez Sweat and beyond that, it just seemed like it really did hurt them in a sense and so we'll see what they do in the near future, but it's definitely hurt them for now, and we'll see what they can do. But overall, very good game, and the Cowboys have a tougher stretch down here. They'll be playing the Buffalo Bills for one of them. They could definitely 
handle Seattle, I believe. And then they'll play the Eagles, Dolphins, Lions, and they'll finish the season off with the Commanders. So, yeah, it's a tough stretch, but we'll see how this Cowboys team can handle against the better teams of the NFL after having such an easy schedule. And you hear, I don't know if, if you guys hear this, I suspect you do because you know like the Cowboys fans and who they are. And I could see you smiling there in the background, Carlin, so you already know. But, yeah, they like to say, oh, this is like the year and that stuff. But are you I'm, saying not conv- say, I'm not saying say that. It. I'm just saying I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. You got you got to beat the better teams. And this has been the same story year in, year out. It's been like that for years, but you got, you got to beat the Eagles. You got to beat the 49ers and those other teams, but that's more my negative side of the story with this. So I'll let you guys take the floor. So I, I want to say two things with well, three things. Number one, someone's throwing a party. It sounds like in the background of you, Lance, is that just me or is that my head? It's right in front of me. The walls are kind of thin here in my place. Hey, you're getting that new microphone. Interesting. You're getting that new microphone. I am getting that new microphone, hey, hey, indeed. That boy Lance, that boy Lance. Uh, did you know that like Dak Prescott is technically having a better year than Patrick Mahomes? Give credit Never to really Dak. Come to think of it, but yeah, that is pretty crazy to think about with Dak having better like stats than what Patrick Mahomes is having, but. Dak for MVP. Once again, I think Patrick Mahomes is the more entertaining quarterback, in my opinion. I feel like he – I would still take Patrick Mahomes over Dak any day. Dak for MVP. <laughs> like, um, hey, yeah, I want to say one thing, though, about this Cowboys team. The Commanders, you're done. You're already gone for the season. Ron Rivera is getting fired. You traded, like, all your star players. I don't know what's going on with you. You're gone. Dallas has yet to be a team over 500. Except the Jets on week two. The Aaron <laughs> Rodgerless Jets on week two. And honestly, that first Jets game they won um, was kind of a fluke. I think if the Bills played them now, the Bills would absolutely destroy the Jets again. Which, I mean, they have. They did. They have. Yeah, they did. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I Dallas hasn't proved anything until they actually get a game over a winning team. And they won't do anything. And, like, even last year with Hurt, uh, the Eagles came to town. Yeah, they won, but Jalen Hurts wasn't playing. So, like, it, it all depends. I know they played the NFC West this year. I'm pretty sure they played the Cardinals already. I don't know if they have yet to play. They have played the Niners. They got destroyed by the Niners. It, yeah. I don't know. It, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with this Dallas Cowboys team. But you play on Thursday night this week. From my understanding, this is the first back-to-back Thursday night games for a team. Could be, I think. I don't. I can't verify that or not, but I will say, I think you both kind of touched on these points. But Deron Bland, honestly, I think very sooner or later he could make a case for Defensive Player of the Year, maybe behind Watt and Garrett. I because th- five interceptions. Five pick sixes this season. Never been done in one season. And the season's not even close to being over yet, too. You could have six, seven, or eight, which would be insane. And these pick sixes, I mean, these are points that are being scored by this man. He has more touchdowns than players like T. Higgins and others. Like, he has a lot of touchdowns. 
Kenny Pickett. Yeah, he's more touchdowns than Kenny Pickett, too. So, Deron Bland, I think, deserves a lot of respect. Trayvon Diggs out for the season. And Deron Bland really stepped up for the Cowboys' defense. And that also really helps me in fantasy football. So, I do thank Deron Bland. But Dak Prescott, too. This game, 22 for 32, 331 passing yards, four touchdowns. I mean, ever since that San Francisco game, he has been on a tear. And he has honestly been playing on an MVP level since the 49ers game. I don't know what happened. I believe there was a bye week kind of in that area too, but he has been cooking lately. Dak Prescott is arguably playing like a top five quarterback in the league right now. Now, the question is, you guys did mention it. Like when he goes against a good team, will he look like that MVP player? You could argue he did against the Eagles, but could he beat the Eagles? when they play again this season. So that's the question for the Cowboys. Lane said it perfectly. Every t- every year it's like, this is our year, this is our year, and it never is. So will it be this year? We'll have to see. Can they beat the Eagles? That is their biggest test. But I hate ESPN so much. Next game, Niners versus Seahawks. The Niners once again made quick work of the Seahawks. Brock Purdy had a good game, in my opinion. Did have the pick six, though which did hurt his stats a little bit, but he did have a passing touchdown to Brandon Ayuk. It was a great touchdown pass by him. Uh, Christian McCaffrey continues to do McCaffrey things. Two rushing touchdowns over 100 rushing yards. Uh, Debo Samuel had a rushing touchdown as well. Poor Dan Smith started Brock Purdy in fantasy football, and all of those points went to the running backs. So I feel bad for Dan Smith. I still started Geno Smith this week, and somehow – Tommy DeVito had more points again than Geno Smith. <laughs> and I can't even start Tommy DeVito this week because he's on a bye. And Geno Smith plays the Cowboys. Bro is going to have 10 pick, t- pick sixes this year. He's going to set an all-time NFL record for a game. Carl. Carl, you're crying about Geno Smith, he's but your wrong. fantasy team is undefeated. It, it don't matter. <laughs> You're still winning every single week. Call me DeVito. No, but honestly, like, San Fran and Seattle should have been a good game. Everyone was saying, oh, it's going to be the better game out of all these games. It was the worst. Green Bay Detroit was way better than this. Geno Smith just isn't it. He He's not it. He had one good year. I mean, I, he has probably one more year to prove himself again. And if not, you got to move on from him because you have too much young talent to keep going with him. Um, but yeah, the Seahawks got destroyed by Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy loves to go and beat Seattle. It's all he's known for doing, essentially, because he's played them what three times already. Um, once in the playoffs, I think four actually once in the playoffs. But yeah, uh, San Fran is still making their good run for a case to win the NFC. Anyone can still win the NFC right now. The Panthers can still make the playoffs. They can't get the number one seed. But they still can make the playoffs, which is absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, overall, San Fran, another dominating win. Seattle, uh, you'll be lucky if you get a playoff spot, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, Seattle, I do think they can still compete for a playoff spot. I mean, you look at the wildcard teams, I feel like Dallas will get a spot. Um, who else will get a spot guaranteed? Honestly, after Dallas, there's no guarantee for a wild card spot Dallas in my opinion. And the Eagles and the Niners. That's it. Well I'm thinking wild card spot. Mm. 
Dallas. Hey, Dallas. 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 Dallas still could get the number one seed. Yeah, I'd still lean Eagles for that, but hypothetically, there are still two more spots available for wild cards, in my opinion. But my quick thought on this game too: Seattle. I am a Geno Smith fan. I will say that, and Geno is actually playing Thursday night football too against the Cowboys. So both the Seahawks and Cowboys have back-to-back Thursday night football games. So I just, I don't think Gino's the same as he was last season. I think he's regressed definitely, but the Seahawks team, this was, I was expecting this score. I completely was. I was expecting the Niners to make quick work of the Seahawks happened last season, happened again this season. Seahawks are just not on that level. They can get wins against teams like Detroit, but I don't think they can compete at all against teams like San Francisco. And I think San Francisco can be declared as a top five team yet again. I think they've moved on from that rough patch where they lost three straight. I think they're back to their winning ways. So uh, Lance, your quick thoughts. Yeah, with Seattle in this game, it just seemed like Gino was just unprepared. Like you could say, like, yeah, he has regressed this season. But the thing was with this game was that he had a really severe, well, not really severe, but it was bad enough. He had a bad elbow injury, and I believe it was his throwing arm that had that elbow injury before coming into this game. So when watching this game, he just couldn't make those passes. He was just off his game. And with Seattle, right from the beginning, it didn't look that serious because Seattle's defense was able to get some stops which helped them stay in the game. But it was just that offense for Seattle that just can't put it together. And that just helped San Francisco do whatever they wanted in the game. Brock Purdy had every opportunity to do whatever he wanted, and they were going to find their way in the end zone and put points on the board. So, look, Frisco is a complete team, and they have looked better ever since that losing streak stretch. And ever since then, they, they've they gotten a lot better. And ever since they played Seattle, and they've took full control of that game, absolutely. We'll see how they do this coming game to see who has the better team or the best team in the NFL. And that's when they will be playing against the Eagles this weekend all right i like it i like it a lot um next game i don't know if carlo and i will talk as much about it because we did talk about it a bit on under the lights but miami dolphins versus new york jets this game had the hell mary i think we could call it now that's what they're calling it online where the Jets threw a Hail Mary pass, and it was intercepted and returned for a touchdown. Um, Like I said, I'll keep my thoughts brief. Tim Boyle is not going to win you any games. They should start either Zach Wilson or Trevor Simeon, in my opinion, until Rodgers gets back. But this team's not going anywhere without Rodgers, and I think they will miss the playoffs. Dolphins, on the other hand, they got a good win here. Though Tua did throw two interceptions, so he's going to want to have to clean that up. Maybe they get uh, Devon Achan back two in the running game. Raheem Mostert had a good game, but a lot of his run a lot of his yardage was on a garbage time touchdown, I will say that. Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill had a great game. 
to Jalen Waddle finally getting over 100 yards here in this game. Feels like that's not really common, but good job by the Dolphins. They did what they had to do. It was an easy matchup, in my opinion. Jets' offense is not really much to fear, but good win for the Dolphins. Uh, Carlin, quick thoughts from you? I love the Black Friday concept. Everyone's off on Black Friday. I was I, I wasn't I, I was working, <laughs> but everyone's off on Black Friday. Majority of the people, so it is kind of like nice to have another football game and have a four five game football day. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, but yeah, the only one thing complaint I have is was at three p.m. Have it like nighttime next time. But I I heard the only other issue with that was. F- football on Friday nights for high school. Uh, but um I don't know how much that is true. The only other thing was this was only on Prime. It wasn't on anything else. So I don't know how much people actually watched it. Also, if Aaron Rodgers was playing, this game would have been had so much more views. Let's be honest. High power Miami no. offense versus a high powered New York Jets offense would have been a great game. Got robbed of it and that's why I don't think the game did as well. I love the concept. Absolutely love the concept. Just, you know, work on it next year. That's my thoughts. Lance? I do want to say one thing real quick. Um, You made a good point there. If Aaron Rodgers was in this game, then it would have been more exciting. I feel like the Jets have had so many primetime games this season just because of the hope that Aaron Rodgers was playing. So it is crazy to see the Jets get these games. I don't know if they have any more left primetime games, but it is unfortunate just because we could have had all these great Aaron Rodgers games and we have not seen them. But uh, Lance, your thoughts? It's absolutely a good concept to have a Black Friday game. Now, even though that this wasn't a good game because of the teams that were playing it, when you're considering the Jets, when you're watching them, it's like, why would I want to watch a Jets game? But... If this was before the season, we would have perceived this differently because of all the hype with Aaron Rodgers and all that stuff throughout the offseason. But with the Jets, they need to get Aaron Rodgers back. And according to what what I've heard is that he's supposed to make a return and they count it as likely that he will return on December 2nd. So he could make it back this weekend and they could win a little bit bit more but from what I'm perceiving it as I don't think the Jets would be able to make a playoff game I mean they might I mean they have what they're four and eight right now yeah four and seven four, four and seven you have to win out you like you have to win all your games if he returns you have to win out which they could do but you have to win out and then I mean the Colts or like, who's in the seventh seed? Is it the Colts or is it? I think it's the Colts. The Colts or the uh, the Browns can easily fall off. Let's look at the Steelers, honestly. Yeah. Um, they're not out yet, but if he doesn't return like by this week, they're done. Well, that's not happening. And I, I don't <laughs> think it's happening either. Uh, shout out to Devin Anderson. Oh, our sports takes. I feel so bad for you. I, I I've never felt really? bad for the Jazz until I've like met you. I haven't met you in person yeah. yet. Uh, we need to make that happen when I go visit John at West Virginia, which is coming. But um, I feel so bad for you. And you're, I feel so bad for Jets fans. They've had horrible things these past yeah. couple of years. 
Yeah, I do feel bad for Jets fans. I mean, this was supposed to be their year. And honestly, once Rodgers went down, I think all those hopes just went away. And it's happened at this point. They're done. But into the Sunday slate now. We will get through it. Saints versus Falcons. Oh, my God. Both teams are 5-6. and six, And the Falcons lead the division. This division, the NFC South, sucks. It's probably the nicest way to put it. It just sucks. Um, the Saints did not have a good game. The Falcons had an okay game. I, I'll give credit to the Falcons' defense here. They had a good game. Jesse Bates had 12 total tackles in this game. I believe he had an interception, too. I'm verifying that. Yes, he had an interception, returned for 92 yards and a touchdown. It was a pick six. So Jesse Bates was definitely the star of this game. Uh, former Cincinnati Bengal there. So Falcons defense definitely stepping up. Desmond Ritter had two interceptions this game, but it did not matter at all. Bijan Robinson had two total touchdowns, 91 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown, 32 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown. So he's been very good for this Atlanta team. Desmond Ritter, I don't think, is going to win any games, but he kind of got lucky. Derek Carr had a pick. This game sacked once 24 for 38, 304 passing yards. They couldn't really get Camaro going as much. Only 15 carries. Olave had a good game, but they're just so inconsistent. In my opinion, the saints, they have a good defense on paper too. A lot of talented players on that defense, but this saints team has just been so inconsistent. Like I believe they even beat the Texans this season too. And then you just lose to division rival in Atlanta. But in my opinion, this division is a mess. Uh, Atlanta, the Saints, or the Buccaneers, one of them will make the playoffs, which is absolutely insane. And they will probably get destroyed by Philly or Dallas, whoever has that fifth spot. So, good win for the Falcons, I guess. But this division is just not good at all. But, uh, Carlin, your thoughts? Ah, I need to get used to this mic thing. Um... Yeah, no, Atlanta's now the number one seed in the NFC with Arthur Smith as a head coach. That's uh, something right there. I agree with you, though. Whoever has that fifth seed will dominate this team. Then again, we almost see the Commanders and what's his name? Sam Howell? Nope. Ron Rivera? Nope. Uh, he plays on the Falcons now. Taylor Heineke? Taylor Heineke almost beat Tom Brady at Super Bowl year. We almost saw True. that happen. Never know. Never count it out. But yeah, whoever gets that four seeds not going to last long to Dallas. That's my thought. Lance? <laughs> yeah, with the Falcons and the Saints on this one, when you're talking about like the NFC South, the NFC South is just not good at all. With the Falcons winning that game right there, they're, they, they're in the top spot in the NFC South right now. And with the Saints, on the other hand, yeah, they may have, like, the good defense on paper, but what about that offense? It's just they don't have much of an offense right now, and it seems like Derek Carr is still having those problems just like he did back when he played with the Raiders. So it just seems like it's been lingering on, and he just seems to not be – the answer as of right now so you have the saints with a struggling offense and then you have the falcons that don't have 
a consistent enough quarterback to where they're reliable enough on offense to win the games. But it's good for them, I would say, winning this game. And if they could continue to sustain enough throughout the rest of the season, they could maintain that position of where they're at in the NFC South right now and get a playoff spot. But they're not going to get any further than being knocked out right away in the first playoff game. That's how I see it. Yeah, definitely. I think the Saints, too, they are going to be in a cap crunch. They have their cars contract. They have a bunch of other contracts. So it's kind of hard to break away from the team they got to improve. So it's going to be tough for the Saints, definitely. Next game we would talk about is the Steelers-Bengals, but we did a whole episode on that. It's like 40 minutes long. So if you want to hear our in-depth thoughts on Steelers versus Bengals, listen to that episode. But next game, Panthers versus Titans. The Panthers are 1-10, in and they fired Frank Reich. It is over in Carolina for Frank Reich. The Titans are 4-7. and They fell off hard. Titans, Titans really fell off hard. At this point, it's just a test for Will Levis to see how he does this season. He went 18 for 28, 100. 85 passing yards. Uh, Derrick Henry had two rushing touchdowns as well. DeAndre Hopkins got me seven points in fantasy football. Brace Young uh, did not have a bad game. 18 for 31, 194 passing yards. Um, Jonathan Mingo. There was a funny clip. I don't know if you guys saw this with Jonathan Mingo, the wide receiver. Um, He's a rookie, second-round pick. He had four catches, 60 yards. But what was funny with Jonathan Mingo was... So there's a play. It's thrown... To Jonathan Mingo, he's on the run. It's a little behind, but Mingo could easily stop and get the ball. Instead, he kind of jumps, grabs the ball, but his feet, his feet only fly out of bounds. So it's like a toe tap where his feet were way out of bounds. It was the weirdest play. I recommend everybody look it up because it's very funny. But it essentially proves that Bryce Young has no help. He has Adam Thielen. That's essentially it, but he only had one catch this game. Uh, Jonathan Mingo led the team in uh, receiving yards with 60. Juba Hubbard had five receptions, DJ Chark three. But this team is not going to help out Bryce Young. His O-line is not going to help him out. They need a lot more help, and they don't even have their first overall pick. The Bears have it. So, And we were talking about this on Under the Lights, too. But, like, who would want a coach with... Carolina. Who would want to coach with them? No first overall pick. You you have to be bought in with Bryce Young, too. You have to deal with Brian Burns in his situation. It's not great for Carolina, the situation they're in right now. It's not great. It's going to be harder to build around Bryce Young. They're going to have to really strike gold in free agency or in the later rounds in the draft, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough indeed, but uh, Carlin, any thoughts? Carolina has had six head coaches since 2019. Okay. The Pittsburgh Steelers have had six head coaches since like 1945. <laughs> Isn't that like an wow. insane stat? Shows how good but, the Steelers and are. Carolina can still make the playoffs. I don't know about No, they that. can. I thought they were eliminated. No, statistically, they can still make it. They can't get the one seed, but they can still make it. They have to win out. They have to have like miracles go their way, but they can still make it. 
But let's be honest, they're not wow. doing it. And again, they fired Frank Reich. We will see. Uh, yeah, Tennessee, man, you're bad. <laughs> but you won. You got to win. Um, is Malik Willis going to be your guy? Uh, not Malik Willis. So sorry. Um, <laughs> will Levis. Will Levis. Same thing. Will he be your guy? I don't know. Only time will tell. But yeah, I think. Uh, what's his name? Mike Vrabel's on a hot seat. So we will see. But yeah. Uh, Lance, your thoughts? Yeah, with the firing of Frank Reich with that news that's gone out, but with Carolina, Carolina hasn't gone anywhere. It's only going to continue to get worse from there. So with head coach Frank Reich being out, they're going to replace him with a special teams coordinator in Chris Tabor. So you can imagine that special teams coordinator now becoming the head coach of the Panthers at all things. But yeah, so that's going to be the guy. And, but in Carolina, they just don't, nothing's been going for them. And they've, they've performed poorly offensively. And it's just going to continue that way. Like if we want to talk about like, stats of it we will talk about the stats of it they're 29th in scoring offense they're 30th in scoring defense 30th in total offense 29th in rushing offense and 30th in passing offense so you can see that this panthers team is just there's nothing going for them right now they're at a complete standstill and bryce young has fallen far short of expectations only completing with 62.1% of his passes for 1,683 yards and just nine touchdowns and eight interceptions. So it's been a total collapse with this Panthers team here. With the Titans, it's they got to figure some things out too. And yeah, with Mike Vrabel in the hot seat, it's just going to take a while to make that determination on will he keep his job or not. Yeah, definitely indeed. And we will be discussing the potential new head coaches as well. I know we talked about a bit in Under the Lights, so definitely check that out. But next game, I think we'll be quick on this one. I mean, it was a game that happened. It was probably exciting to watch. I didn't see much of it. Uh, Buccaneers versus Colts. Gardner Minshew continues to be one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league. Continues to feed Michael Pittman my fantasy wide receiver two at the moment while Jefferson is out. He will be regarded to my flex spot after that, but good game for the Colts. They are six and five and still competing for a wild card spot at this moment. Maybe even the division Texans are also six and five Jaguars a little ahead at the moment, but it's not impossible for the Colts. But thing I'll talk about here, Jonathan Taylor is expected to miss two to three weeks with a finger injury. He's going to get surgery. He's going to hope to be back in two to three weeks. So that is the main story with the Colts. It will be up to Zach Moss. Once again, fantasy people get Zach Moss if he is still available. But good game for the Colts. Bucks, on the other hand, I mean, they're four and seven, but at this point they could still win the division, which is absolutely crazy. Baker Mayfield had an okay game. Two touchdowns, one interception. Rashad White hit 100 rushing yards this game. Mike Evans still on pace to hit a 1,000 receiving yards. Had two receiving touchdowns, too. So, good game for him. Baker also had a fumble 
I might add that too. Fumbled twice, lost one fumble. So Rashad White recovered the other. But uh, good game here for the Colts. Uh, Carlin, your quick thoughts. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gar Minshew was the guy, other guy on fantasy uh, quarterback, and he didn't do too bad um, with this Colts team. They can't make the playoffs, like you said. Jonathan Taylor's injury two weeks. That two weeks is going to be crucial in this division. It really, really is. But Zach Moss, Zach Moss, man, he has to take a step up, and he can't. He honestly can't. If this Colts team makes it to the playoffs. Man, just imagine. And Tampa can still win their division. This NFL season's cracked, man. It really is. Um, the South, NFC South needs to get a lot better because when everyone goes over 500, it's better football. Like Tom Brady barely making the playoffs last year was just horrible to watch against the Dallas Cowboys. Watching the Dallas Cowboys crap on Tom Brady live was just so funny on Monday Night Football. But, yeah, overall good win for the Colts. Um, but yeah, those two losses uh, with JTs, it's not going to be good for them for two weeks. We will see. Lance, your thoughts? Yeah, it was a good win by the Colts. Now with the loss of Jonathan Taylor, it's going to put a dent on to their chances of making the playoff. And it's, it's going to be a lot harder. But yeah, Zach Moss has to be the guy that steps up. And with the Buccaneers, on the other hand here, with being in the NFC South, it could be anyone's game. It definitely could be. And the Bucks still have a chance. But with Baker Mayfield and, and all that, it just seems like he doesn't have enough good talent around him to where he could find some guys that could help him out. So that has just been the issue, and they just haven't been as hot as to what they were down at the beginning of the season. So it could be anyone's game in the NFC South, and they still have a chance. Yeah, I mean, any team in the NFC South could win, which is honestly crazy to say at this point. But next game, I think Carl and I will be brief on this because we mentioned a bit under the lights. Um, Patriots versus Giants. Mac Jones got benched again, two interceptions. We covered him in under the lights, so I won't say anything much more on him here. Stevenson had a good game, though. I will give him that. Demario Douglas becoming the top wide receiver for the New England Patriots, so that's good to see. My boy Juju Smith-Schuster, two catches for 10 yards. He has really fallen off since joining the Patriots. It was not a good choice by him to join the Patriots. I don't know where he goes from here, in my opinion. On the Jets, though, not Jets, Giants, though, Tommy DeVito, Carlin already mentioned him, did better than Geno Smith in fantasy football, so that's something. Um, They barely won this game. The Patriots missed a field goal to tie the game. It was a very makeable field goal. Patriots missed it, and the Giants were able to win this game. Saquon Barkley did not get to rush the ball a lot. Jalen Hyatt, the rookie from Tennessee, five grabs, 109 receiving yards, led the team in catches and receiving yards. So good game by him, Isaiah Hodgins with the touchdown. Uh, Bobby Okereke, Xavier McKinney, and Deontay Bakes, the rookie, all had interceptions on Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. But Giants are 4-8. and eight. It's probably over for the Giants, but who knows? Maybe they could go 9-8. and eight. That would be crazy to say. But never say never. Patriots... 
Just good luck drafting a quarterback this year. Hopefully, you guys get Caleb Williams. But knowing Bill Belichick, Bo Nix will go to the New England Patriots. So I'll be very excited to see that. Uh, quick thoughts, Carlin. Yeah, I mean, Caleb Williams could go there, but also Caleb Williams could be a very likely bust. I think he could be. He really, really could be. So getting Bo Nix, even though we're joking about it, might not be a bad option. Hey, remember, they said CJ Stroud was dumb. I was going to say Here's another the- thing. But they said he was dumb, and he's balling out. I'm just saying. Here's the thing. Bo Nix. My one knack on Bo Nix. He used to play for Auburn, and he was known as Bo Picks back then. He had to run away from the Big Twi- t- the, uh, blah, the Big Ten he had to run away from. So he joined. He joins whoa, Oregon. Whoa, 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 whoa! You said Auburn. Yeah, he played for Auburn. Since when the heck was Auburn in the Big Ten? Or wait, no, SEC. Crap. Okay, SEC. I, okay, the reason why I said that is because I was thinking Penn State. So thank you for the correction. I was thinking Penn State and Auburn playing Penn State with Bo Nix there. That's why I got confused. Thank you, Carlin, for the. Yep, that makes sense. Alabama, Auburn. Oh my God, uh, I'm losing it today. But, yeah, he had to run away from the SEC. That's that's the same thing as running away from the Big Ten, honestly. And, yeah, ran to the Pac-12, and he's improved since. So you could say that about Bo Nix. Maybe he won't do as good against better defenses. My my one knack on Bo Nix, I will say. But uh, any final thoughts, Carlin? Nope. Caleb Williams, you you are a New England Patriot. Lance, well, um, but yeah, about this game, Tommy DeVito gets another win in the win column for his career. And then with the Patriots, it's will Mac Jones be able to keep his job for any longer? Maybe that should be a question for uh, Jordan, right? He's the Patriots fan, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah question for him maybe later on but yeah it's it feels like it's a matter of time for them and bill belichick it just seems like he's not doing any favorites for himself he may have the best reputation he's ever had being a head coach but with what second straight losing season in a row i think it seems like the patriots are just like flat out bad at this point and that at best they need to find someone for Mac Jones's replacement. And the thing with the Giants is like you might have won this game, but you're bad as well and you're just gonna have to like just bring it on throughout the season and just for those fans there for the New York Giants, just hang in there. That's all I can say. Yeah, definitely. All right. For the next couple games, um, there's a lot of games still. No teams were on a bye week, so we got a lot to talk about. So I will say for these next games that we talk about, each of us, we will pick one thing, like one certain part of the game that we like, that we did not like, and we will talk about that. Everybody try to pick something different. Can I too, go first? So we can kind of cover this game. Can I go first? You want to go first? What a game. Yes. What an absolute game. That Texans-Jacksonville game. Jacksonville won 24-21. to in Houston, 
if Houston was literally a yard closer, their kicker would have made that field goal. That was so close. It was so close. What a game. And the Texans can prove themselves that they can make the playoffs this year with just CJ Stroud as a quarterback. Imagine if they had a good wide receiver. Just imagine. Whoa, 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 whoa. Imagine whoa, they whoa, had whoa, a whoa. they don't I'm not saying they have a bad wide receiver. Imagine they have a franchise wide receiver. Imagine they Tank Dell? You don't like Tank yeah, Dell? CJ imagine, Stroud Tank Dell duo is pretty good. Imagine they got Marvin Harrison Jr. to join. Nico Collins, Noah Brown, I'm just Robert saying, Woods. For what this team has turned around to be. Man, what a game. What a game. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess. I, I will say. I'll, I'll do my point next. Um, I, I don't like talking about the Jaguars, so I'm not going to talk about them. Uh, they're frauds. I think they will be exposed sooner than later. But Stroud still had a good game. He had three touchdowns, and he did have a couple of mistakes, a couple of rookie mistakes. But near the end, I think there were certain plays they could have done to get him closer to field goal range. But Carlin was right. If they were one yard closer, then who knows? But they do have good receivers in a way. Nico Collins and Tank Dell, I think, are very good. And maybe a third receiver. But they don't have their first-round pick. They gave it to the Cardinals to get Will Anderson. And Will Anderson has been very good, in my opinion. I uh, have four tackles, two solo tackles this game. One tackle for loss. So Texans, I think they still can compete for the division, potentially. Or just get a playoff spot. But uh, Lance, one thing you liked or did not like. Something that I enjoyed so much with the Texans this season is the CJ and Tank Dell connection. It, they just make such a good quarterback and wide receiver combination. And what makes this even more impressive is that both of these players are rookies and they and just the development of these players at just such a fast rate of what they're doing and being able to perform at a high level is just really impressive. And a part of that is just the special connection that they've had together since the NFL draft. It's something special for sure. And look, it's with Tank Dell running around and CJ calling him out and figuring out the plays and Tank Dell telling CJ, I'm going to go deep on this one. And it's definitely something that I've enjoyed watching a lot. And we'll see how they continue to play throughout the season, but the Texans, I mean, who would have expected them to go six and four? Like this could be a rivalry sort of like type of thing between CJ Stroud and Trevor Lawrence. Like I know to keep it short, but I'll cut it off pretty soon with this last point here. But what that game earlier when they played against, when they played against each other and CJ had a good game, it looked like it was going to come close there, and CJ throws a deep ball to Tank Dell and pulls away. But in this game, Jacksonville got the win in this one. So the point being is that this is starting to develop into a generational, if you say, rivalry between these two quarterbacks. It will definitely be something special in the future, I think. Yeah, honestly, it could be. I mean, you look at the AFC North, you got Burrow versus Lamar, stuff like that. So maybe it could be something like that soon but next game it's browns versus broncos and 
If you guys want to talk about the Broncos, you can. I'll talk about the Browns. Um, it could be Joe Flacco season for Cleveland. It could be Joe Flacco season. Um, Carlin, I warned you about it a week ago, and it could happen. Dorian Thompson-Robinson is in concussion protocol. It's not likely that he could return for next week. So it could be P.J. Walker starting again or Joe Flacco makes his return. And honestly, P.J. Walker has not been good enough, in my opinion. So if you want to give Joe Flacco a chance, give Joe Flacco a chance. And I am saying this because I have Amari Cooper in fantasy football. So I'd like to see Amari Cooper be relevant again. Give Joe Flacco a chance or even just give their running backs a chance. Jerome Ford, nine carries for 65 yards. That's an average of 7.2 yards per carry, and he only had nine carries. When you have a backup quarterback in Dorian Thompson-Robinson and P.J. Walker, you should be running the ball a lot. Jerome Ford should have 20 carries. Kareem Hunt should probably have 10. Like, they should be relying heavily on the running game, and they're trying to pass it so much. David Njoku has bricks for hands. And, yeah, it was just not great for the Browns. Hopefully, Joe Flacco starts, but uh, Carlin. Browns got exposed. They got exposed. Honestly, if Matt Canada was fired the week before, I think the Steelers could have beat the Browns. I really think they could have beat the Browns. The Browns aren't making the playoffs. If they aren't making the playoffs, they're going to get first rounded immediately because they don't deserve to be there. Without having Deshaun Watson... Or a quarterback. <laughs> it's not good. I mean, you have a great defense. I'm not going to deny it. They have great weapons on offense. They just don't have a quarterback. And with that Sean Watson contract, I don't know. Man. So bad. But the Broncos are hot. They're hot. We'll see. Yeah. Lance, your thoughts. That Deshaun Watson contract got me struggling in my head a little bit too, but I'll talk a little bit about the Broncos. The Broncos are on to something here. Now look at the first six games of the year. They went one and five, right? But ever since then, they've went up and played, and now they're six and five. And ever since then, that loss to the Chiefs in their last loss, and they turned to one and five, they were able to, to go on a five-game win streak. They first all beat the Packers, Jordan Love and the Packers, but they were bad back at the time. But the next game, they beat the Chiefs, and they beat them pretty well too, 24-9. to And then next week, they traveled to Buffalo, beat Buffalo, and then they, head, they put, go back home, they beat the Vikings, and now they beat the Browns. So in the beginning, it seemed to be that the Broncos were going to be similar to last year, especially that 70-20 loss to Miami. Like, that was pitiful, if anything. But I think Sean Payton is starting to figure out, and I think he's molding this team to becoming his team now. So with this new coaching era starting to take a shift in Denver, it could definitely be something – that could really push their momentum going forward with what they've already done already. But this will be a very interesting game coming this weekend when they travel to Houston playing the Texans, but we'll leave the prediction for later. But this will be a really fun game to watch after what Denver has been able to put themselves in. 
Yeah, definitely. Indeed, Denver, one of the hottest teams in the AFC. Carla and I talked about that yesterday and how good they have been. I got a little distracted because Travis Scott posted a mysterious video on his Instagram. I'm trying to figure out what it means, but won't dilly-dally on that. Next game, Rams versus Cardinals. The Rams dominated this game, and I predicted it wrong. So, yeah, I was very wrong on this one. I don't know why I picked the Cardinals. I had more faith in Kyler Murray. Murray did not have a bad game. I'll talk about the Cardinals for this. I mean, at least with the Cardinals' problems, it's not Kyler Murray, in my opinion. It's not. I think he's a very good quarterback, and I don't know if if you draft a guy like Caleb Williams or Drake May, if they will be an improvement over Kyler Murray. I doubt it. He's a first overall pick for a reason. So you're kind of going with Kyler Murray. The only reason why you want it is maybe if you don't want to deal with his contract anymore. That's about it. Uh, They just couldn't get anything going on offense. They really couldn't. They were just behind the whole time. Eight points in the first, six points in the fourth. That was essentially it. But the defense struggled. They had Buda Baker with nine total tackles. But it was just not good. The Rams just had a great game. And it was really the Kyron Williams game. It really was. He had a fantastic day in fantasy. So the Cardinals could not stop Kyron Williams this game. So Cardinals are 2-10. and ten. They could draft Marvin Harrison, or they could go in the defensive side of the ball potentially. But, uh, Carlin, your thoughts? I'm excited to see Kyler Murray play this Sunday. That's all I'm excited to see. I want to see how he's been playing because they have a big decision to see if he's the franchise guy. Also, everyone, not everyone, people are saying get rid of Justin Fields. I'm still a Justin Fields believer. He's balled out. Um, if you look at his stat chart from last night, not last, well, two nights ago for you guys, he never really threw it past the line of scrimmage, so we'll have to see what happens there. But uh, overall... I'm excited to see how Kyle per- – did I create like five names there? Kyler plays to see if he will still be the guy in Arizona. And he makes these games more interesting. He really does. So he's putting the way of his team on his back. So Lance? Kyler Murray is a very entertaining player to watch. He's like out of all the quarterbacks in the NFL right now, He's definitely my most favorite quarterback because of just how entertaining he is to watch with such a good arm that he has and the mobility that he's able to use with his legs is just something that has never been seen before and the incredible speed that he's had. But with the Rams being able to take care of business, I think they're going to be the second-place team being behind with – San Francisco, it's just that Seattle has just fallen off and it's something that it's going to be a little bit hard for them to catch up on unless Gino has a better performance. It's all about that offense for Seattle, but with the Rams, it's definitely a consideration for them that even though they're not a good team, but they will be able to outperform Seattle, and Arizona. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah, Rams still kind of competing right now, I would say. But they're not that good. Yeah, I mean, they're 5-6, and six, so they're not out, in my opinion. They are not out. But 
They are not great, in my opinion. Cooper Cup has also not been the same this season as well. If you drafted Cooper Cup with your first-round pick in fantasy football, I feel bad for you, but also I question you because it was not a good pick. He was already injured going into the season. So if you're one of those people that drafted Cooper Cup in the first round, shame on you, in my opinion. But next game, Chiefs, Raiders. And I already know what I'm going to talk about for this game. Rasheed Rice. I have been waiting. I have been waiting for the Chiefs to finally utilize Rasheed Rice the way he was meant to be utilized. And they finally did it. Eight receptions on 10 targets, 107 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown. He, if they, if the Chiefs want a top receiver, Rasheed Rice gives you that best chance, in my opinion. And I am so happy that they finally let him loose. Travis Kelsey had a good game, too, but they needed a wide receiver one. I think Rasheed Rice could potentially be that guy in the future. Isaiah Pacheco, thank you very much for getting 21 fantasy points. Actually, I think it was more than that. Two rushing touchdowns as well. But seeing Rasheed Rice get the targets he got and the receptions he got, it was very nice to see. And especially after I just dropped him in fantasy football, and now I'm trying to get him back. Not sure how that will go, but I will see. But good game for Rasheed Rice. Carlin, your thought. Man, I need to keep my button on the mic button because I don't want uh, background noise. Uh, but yeah, Rasheed Rice, he had a great game. Uh, Chiefs actually scored second half points. Um, they keep collect clicking like this. They should be good to go for the postseason. Um, they don't have the number one seed. So right now things won't run through Kansas City, which probably is for the better for the Chiefs not to make the playoffs. Because let's be honest, I think we're all tired of seeing the Chiefs make the playoffs. Uh, Super Bowl every single year, excluding the Joe Burrow year. And even as a Steelers fan, it was nice having a change of scene. Um, But yeah, good one for Kansas City. Vegas, you're just coasting out to the end of the year and figure out what you're going to do, whether Aiden O'Connell is the guy or not. Which let's be honest, he probably isn't. But overall, good one for the Chiefs. Lance. Yeah, with the Chiefs, it's it was a good bounce back game for them after what happened to them the week before when they had that loss to Philly. And the Chiefs almost had that game in the bag, but it was just that second half just they just got completely shut out, so that became the turn of the tide for them. But in this game against the Raiders, they were able to find, like for Patrick Mahomes specifically, he was able to find more options, especially with Rasheed Rice. He's a fun player to watch. But this was a good bounce-back game for the Chiefs, and this is definitely going to help them set the momentum forward from here. But with comparison from what they played against Philly, this was something that they really needed because no one was able to get catches or it was hardly anybody at all. Like Travis Kelsey had a better game and among others as well. I'm not going to name them, but this was a good bounce back game for the Chiefs against the Raiders. And for the Raiders, they're just going to have to find a coach and a competent, a competent coach and, just move on from there. Yeah, definitely. And they had a chance with Rick Bacasa. 
who came in after Sean Gruden. I, I said that. John Gruden. And they did not get him. So they went with Josh McDaniels, and this is what they got. So now they are suffering once again. Raiders are 5-7. and seven. It's not over yet for the Raiders. Could have a little Cinderella run still potentially, but I doubt it at this point. Next game, I think Carlin, you and I, we talked about this on Under the Lights. I think this game in general. So I don't think you and I are going to talk much about it. Eagles versus Bills. So Eagles won 37-34. Eagles are 10-1. and Bills are 6-6. and I don't even know if the Bills are going to make the playoffs at this point. But uh, Lance, what were your thoughts? with this potentially game of the year with the Buffalo bills with such a, with the tough stretch that they are in of games that they're playing right now for the rest of the season. It's just hard for me to fathom that they're ever going to reach a playoff berth. That's just too hard for me to see. And in some games, Josh Allen will have some good games And there will be some games where he'll have some bad games because sometimes that turnover bug's just going to get him. But they played well in this game. They're able to stay up with Philly, and it just came right down to the end. And and just the way overtime is, and if they don't score right away or get that touchdown to end the game right off the bat, it just seems like it's almost over from there and the other team gets the ball back and they just score. Like that just seems like it happens almost every time. And I think it's just stat wise with Josh Allen in overtime, I think he is oh and six. But the point being yeah. is that he's never oh won an six. overtime game in his career so far. But with the Eagles, they are the most complete team in the NFL and they will have some competition up ahead. But with Buffalo now, it's they're in a hole right now and it's a hole that's hard for them to get out of. Yeah. And Buffalo too. They arguably have one of the hardest schedules. They have to play the Chiefs. They have to play the Cowboys still. It's not easy for Buffalo. And if their schedule was easy, like the Steelers schedule, I could see them maybe making the playoffs. And honestly, I think they might beat some playoff teams that make it. But they put themselves in a very bad hole, in my opinion, and it's going to be tough for Buffalo to get out. But Sunday Night Football was between the Baltimore Ravens and the Los Angeles Chargers, and Ravens are 9-3. and three. Chargers are now 4-7, and seven, which is crazy. So because of that, I'm going to talk about the Chargers for my point. Brandon Staley needs to be fired after this season. I mean, at this point, it just comes down to the results. And at least before he was in the playoff hunt, he made the playoffs last year, did choke 27 to 3, I believe the score was that they choked by. But yeah, Brandon Staley has to be fired. Four and seven is unacceptable, in my opinion, with this team that they have. Justin Herbert in his prime years, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, the defense. I mean, all the talent they have on the defense, too. Eric Hendricks, Kenneth Murray, Cleo Mack, Derwin James, Asante Samuel. And uh, Nick Bosa, or Joey Bosa, did not play this game. But it's unacceptable, in my opinion. It is truly unacceptable. Brandon Staley has to be fired. Though I will say, um, three players on the offense had turnovers that were very costly. Uh, Austin Eckler had a fumble. Keenan Allen had a fumble. And Justin Herbert had a fumble. All of them were recovered by Baltimore. 
And I think that's why the Ravens were able to win because the Chargers, even with their defense playing good, the Chargers offense sold. Uh, there are three top players on the Chargers offense all fumbled. So that's unacceptable. And they will have to clean that up for next week against the Patriots. But uh, Carlin, your thought. I think Brandon Staley should be fired after this game on Sunday. If they win. I don't even know if they're going to win. They play the Patriots. I know the Patriots stink. But I feel like it's the Chargers thing to do is to lose to the New England Patriots. And the Patriots might get out of the race for the Caleb Williams thing. But yeah, these these Chargers are absolutely frauds. They're horrible. They need to get a new head coach immediately. They have a great team. They just can't complete games. Kind of like the Chicago Bears. Call me crazy, but the Bears could be at 500 right now. They just haven't clutched things up. Same thing with the Chargers. The Ravens, best team in the AFC. No doubt about it. No no doubt about it. They're going to get the number one seed. I have a gut feeling. Unless if somehow uh, the Ravens lose another key game, like to the Steelers, which could be for the division, crazy enough as it says, or another game like San Fran, they could lose to San Fran. So we'll see. But, yeah. Also, did you see this stat that a young young Waku is a better kicker? Young Waku. He has a better kicker than Justin Tucker based on stats. He has like a 90% yeah. and Tucker's an 89%. That miss, that miss by Tucker was crazy. When you think about it, and, and it was like, it was just, yeah, and it was like forty yards, something like that, too. The, the, a rare miss by Justin Tucker, and in my opinion, yeah. So Stanley needs to get fired. Ravens have a great team, and once Stanley gets fired, all the five Charger fans are going to be so happy. Lance, the fu- the five Charger fans. <laughs> As a Chargers fan. You gotta find that so irritating with what Brandon Staley. Since when are you a Chargers fan? No, I'm just looking through the lens of a Chargers fan. <laughs> you uh, make it sound uh, like okay. a Chargers fan. What's the Cowboys no, get eliminated? He's a Chargers fan. But let me give you some points here, and you'll have a, a better understanding of what I'm trying to get at here. But when you're pointing at the problems with the Chargers, you can't just point at one thing. You can't say, oh, it's the offense, it's the defense, or it's the special teams. Sometimes it could be all of them throughout the game. So sometimes it could be on the offense, and sometimes it could be on the defense. So it's problems all over the place. But the thing that would be the most irritating point would be the close games that they've had this season – to take advantage and win those games. And if those games would have flipped in the Chargers' way, we wouldn't be talking about this. There were five games this season that the Chargers lost by field goal. It, and those were the close games. So when you're getting these results and you're being hyped up to be such a good team and underperforming by just – many ways and with confusions on with what the team has had with all phases of the ball and not being able to win those 50-50 ball games it's just it's time for a change up and that's something that the Chargers are in dire need of right now yeah definitely I do think the Chargers I think the three of us agree that they do need a change up one thing I was reading uh, Field Yates 
tweeted this in the NFL world. An Eagles tush push has replaced a Justin Tucker extra point attempt as the only thing in football I can trust with my life. I think that's believable. Don't you think? I don't think Justin Tucker is as automatic as he once was. I think the brotherly shove is more automatic than a Justin Tucker kick at this point. So a little, a little something to think about for you all. But one last game to talk about. Monday Night Football, the Bears versus the Vikings. The Bears had no touchdowns this game. Four field goals. The Vikings had a touchdown in the fourth, and that was it. My point, I feel like somebody's going to talk about Josh Dobbs, so I'll move on from that. Um, my point will be with the Bears. They're 4-8, and eight, and it's not the worst anymore. They're not the worst team anymore. Uh, Justin Fields, I truly think you could maybe go one more year with Justin Fields. I know Caleb Williams is in the draft. I know Drake May is in the draft, other guys too. But I, I personally am a Justin Fields fan. I think there is a chance he could still be the guy. Now, he did have two fumbles this game, two potentially costly fumbles, but his passing has gone better. He did very well with DJ Moore. DJ Moore had 11 receptions for 114 receiving yards. So he is very good. He has weapons in a sense, but if you had Marvin Harrison Jr., it could get even better. But his O-line is also just not good in general. His protection is terrible, in my opinion. And I think if he truly gets help around him, I would give him one more chance. You have two draft picks. You could use one on the Penn State tackle, one on Marvin Harrison Jr., or another receiver. And I would truly give him one more chance and see what happens. I would. I think the Bears' defense had a very good game. Uh, They shut down Josh Dobbs, and this offense has been doing a lot better lately. They made Josh Dobbs look terrible, and I think somebody's going to mention Dobbs soon. So, good win for the Bears. Um... I do think the, they should give Justin Fields one more season. My personal opinion. But, uh, Carlin, your thought? Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Justin Fields needs one more season. Right now, they have the first overall pick in the draft. And you get Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't think Caleb Williams will be the first overall pick in the draft. Really don't think. Unless the Bears trade it away. Which they could. But if you could get Marvin Harrison Jr. The only thing they could trade it is to the Patriots. But what do you want for the Patriots, Mac Jones? Ew. Yeah, and then you're losing the best wide receiver in the draft because the Cardinals will take him any day. Um, Lance, do you want to talk about Josh Dobbs or do you want me to talk about Josh Dobbs? I could talk about Josh Dobbs. Okay, um, I just want to say one thing. I, he's a bum. Go. <laughs> Oof. I say he's a bum too. But... With Josh Dobbs, just that game last night was, it was hard to watch. And with Josh Dobbs throwing those four interceptions, it's just, what are you doing? But at some point, like, you can have him as a backup, keep him, but he's just not a true starter. And that's just too easy to see. And with how it just went last night, with Josh Dobbs and all of that, it just seems like he miscalculated that aeronautic precision on the trajectory of throwing the football. He just did not look good at all that night. And you could point out to some other things like the offensive line collapse on him, but Josh Dobbs just had 
a really bad game, and I think you have to pin more of the blame on what he did. He might have had that one good game at the beginning, but ever since then, he's never reached up to that point ever again. And that's something that would be concerning and something to take a look into. But Josh Dobbs, he's just not the guy right now, and he's starting to turn more to what he was while he was with Arizona. Yeah, definitely. I think the Vikings got a bye week at the perfect time, in my opinion. Uh, They can figure it out with Dobbs, and they will get Justin Jefferson back after the bye week. So that will be big. Maybe that helps Josh Dobbs more, having the best wide receiver in football with him. So the Vikings got a perfect time for a bye week. They do. They can figure it out and potentially have a nice stretch and potentially make the playoffs too. But it is now time for our predictions for week 13. Vikings are on a bye. I believe the Ravens are on a bye too. Bills are on a bye as well. Might be missing another team. I'm not You're sure. Missing That's what I remember. Really? Uh, yeah. Who else am I missing? Ravens, Bills, Raiders, Bears, Vikings, Raiders. and Giants are all on a bye. All right. Yeah, I was trying to think off of fantasy players that I have who is on a bye. But, yeah, a lot of teams on a bye. Last week for bye weeks. So, especially in fantasy football. I know playoffs are starting sooner than later. So, you mm-hmm. fantasy players got one more week to get through with bye weeks. So good luck to everybody. But time to predict. Thursday night football will be between the Seattle Seahawks versus Lance's own Dallas Cowboys. This game is in Dallas. Seahawks still trying to fight for a playoff spot. Dallas trying to get to the one seed potentially, or at least dethrone the Eagles at the top of the NFC East. But Lance, Mr. Cowboys fan, who do you got? Jerry World will prevail. Give me the Cowboys. All right. Yeah, go. the Cowboys are going to win. I hope I pick up uh, Joe Flacco in fantasy. And he starts, and it's announced before Thursday that he will start because I will start Joe Flacco over Geno Smith. But if not, I'm out of luck, and I will have to start Geno Smith. Points is points. We'll see. But against that Dallas defense, and Geno Smith's been playing bad. How about them Cowboys? Give me the boys. Give me Cowboys. Carlin is very upset with his fantasy team, even though he has the one seed locked in the playoffs. So, yeah, I feel I feel for you, Carlin. But I'm taking the Cowboys as well, just their defense. Uh, Geno Smith's probably not going to have a good game. Deron Bland might have another pick six. We will see. Now to the Sunday slate. No Friday game, no Saturday game. Cardinals versus Steelers. Carlin will attend this game, so he will be there in person. And Kyler Murray is playing, so anything could happen. But the Steelers' offense has seen a little resurgence with the firing of Matt Canada. So will that continue, Carlin? Will the Steelers win? They're going to come home, and they're going to be feeling good. And it's going to be a no Matt Canada party at Akron Short. It's going to be bumping. It's going to be raining. It's going to be pouring. Arizona's not used to rain. Or the cold. True. Pittsburgh, give me the, give me the Steelers. Lance, what about you? A day without Matt Canada is just another day of victory for the Steelers fans. Give me Pittsburgh over the Cardinals. All right, I'm taking Pittsburgh too. 
I think their offense will do enough. This new Steelers offense will do enough. And the defense, give TJ Watt a sack. I, give Alex Highsmith a sack. I don't think we'll get 400 yards again, but I think we'll do a lot better than what we normally do. So, yeah. I am praying for consistency with this offense. If they can have another consistent week, I will feel very if happy. If they can score two or more touchdowns, I'll be thrilled. <laughs> okay, that's the that's the standard that we need. But uh next game, Chargers versus Patriots. This game is in New England. The Patriots are not good at all. Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi. I don't even know who the starter is going to be. They did just get Will Greer back on the practice squad. I will say that, but I don't know. Patriots starter, but honestly, I don't even think it matters. But the Chargers have their own struggles as well. But I'm going to take the Chargers here. Justin Herbert and the Chargers offense, I think, will do wonders against the Patriots defense. And I just think, as bad as the Chargers have been, I just think the Patriots have been worse. So I'm taking the Chargers. Carlin, what about you? Yeah, I'm taking the Chargers. Though the Patriots win. Not going to be surprised. Give me the Chargers, though. Lance. Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, the least scariest people I would have to play against. Give me the Chargers. I like it. I like it. Next game, a little divisional matchup here. Colts versus Titans. The Titans, honestly, are probably out of the playoff picture at this point, but they want to see what Will Levis has. The Colts, though, are still competing. Garner Minshew is still putting up numbers. So, anything could happen. This game is in Tennessee, though. I'm going to take the Colts. On this one, I took them last week against the Bucks. I was correct on that pick. I will try them again. I think Michael Pittman's going to have a nice day today. Zach Moss will have a rushing touchdown without Jonathan Taylor. I'm going to take the Colts here. Lance, what about you? Even though that they lost Jonathan Taylor to that injury that he's had, I think the Colts will still be able, and I think it's manageable for them to win this game over the Titans. It could go to the Titans' way as well, but give me the Colts. I think they can do it. I'm going to differ. Garland. I'm going to take the Titans. I don't know. No JT. No JT. I mean, granted, you have Michael Pittman Jr. and you have Garden Menchu. But then you also got Will Levis and Derrick Henry. Worst comes to worst, they just give it to Derrick Henry. The Colts lost one of their best defensive players, and he actually met with the Cowboys earlier today and is going to meet with the Eagles. Give me the Titans. Yeah. I will say the Shaq Leonard, who you are referring to, I don't know if he was one of their best players this season. He was cut, obviously, for a reason, but we will see. We'll see indeed. Next game, this one will be tough to predict as well. The Broncos versus Texans. Texans have C.J. Stroud. They have finally lost against the Jaguars, but... They are still very exciting, can win any week. The Broncos are arguably the hottest team in the AFC right now. They are on a winning streak. They are beating good teams and bad teams alike right now. Tough game to predict, but Carlin, who do you got? I'm going to take the Broncos. The Broncos are hot, dude. They're so hot, and I could see them losing this game, but I'm putting faith in what Russell Wilson and Sean Payne. Give me the Broncos. And a, and a shootout. Lance, and a shootout. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think I'm going to stay with the Texans here on this one. I just like that C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell connection, and I'll continue to see it here, but I'll take the Texans. I'm going to take the Texans because I am a proud C.J. Stroud owner in fantasy football in both of my leagues, so I am hoping he has a good game. 
And I think we'll see some C.J. Stroud magic in this game. So I'll take the Texans in a close one. Next game, Lions versus Saints. This game is in New Orleans. Both teams are coming off of a loss. Lions, once again, lost on Thanksgiving. But this is not Thanksgiving here. So anything could happen. But Saints do have a good defense as well, so we will see. But I'm going to take the Lions on this one. I think Jared Goff has a rebound game this week. And I think Jameer Gibbs will have a rushing touchdown. So I think the Lions will win this game. Carlin, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Lions. The Lions are the better team here. Um, Lions could get exposed in the playoffs, and they probably will. But right now, they're rolling hot. And we'll see what happens. Give me the Lions. I don't consider the Lions a threat in the playoffs. But I will say the Saints defense will have a little bit on their hands, and Jameer Gibbs will have himself a good game here. All right. Next game. Oh, this game's probably going to suck. No offense. Falcons versus Jets. Desmond Ritter versus whoever the Jets start at quarterback. I don't know if it's going to be Tim Boyle or anybody else. If anybody knows for a fact, you can confirm that. But I don't even know how to predict this game at this point. If Tim Boyle starts, I'm taking the Falcons. Tim Boyle will not win a football game. But even then, I will take the Falcons, no matter what. I think they can do enough to win. Desmond Ritter is not good, but if they can just rely on Bijan and Tyler Algier, I think they could win this game. I think Jesse Bates and the Falcons' defense could do enough on the Jets' quarterback. So I'm going to take the Falcons. Uh, Carlin, what about you? I'm going to take the number one seed in the NFC South. Give me the Falcons to win this game. Bijan's going to have a good game. And whoever their starting quarterback is, because it's – better than the Jets. Give me the Falcons. Watching the Jets is like trying to watch grass grow. Give me the Falcons. Well, I like it. Um, I was looking while you guys made... I'd rather watch grass grow than the Steelers' offense with Matt Canada. (laughs) A couple weeks ago. (laughs) That is true. Um... I'm going to verify the quarterback starting in a bit, at least of what it looks like on fantasy football. But what I could tell is Tim Boyle is currently the starter for this week. So something to monitor there. I'm going to check the Patriots too while we do these picks. But next game, we got Dolphins versus Commanders. Dolphins can beat bad teams pretty easily. That has been shown over the weeks. Commanders are a bad team. They've not been the same since losing Sweat and Chase Young. So, but Sam Howell can put up a fight. I'll give Sam Howell some credit. He could put up a fight. But I'm going to take the Dolphins here. Tua is going to have a great week. Dak Prescott had 32 points in fantasy against the Commanders. I think Tua will have 20 plus this week. Uh, Carlin, what Tua about you? needs to have a bum week, and Tyreek Hill needs to go off. But let's be honest, the Commanders are not it anymore. Dolphins by a million. Give me the Dolphins. If Tua is still in there. I still have faith in the Dolphins, so give me the Dolphins. All right. Um, I'll confirm Tim Boyle is likely the starter, and I will also kind of confirm just looking of how it's looking at fantasy football. Bailey Zappi might be starting for the Patriots. So there is that. Mac Jones being benched for good, most likely at this point. But next game, Panthers versus Buccaneers, a divisional showdown here between two mediocre to bad teams panthers worst team in the league buccaneers can win some games but i've also lost some games as well but they can compete at least 
I'm going to take the Buccaneers on this one. I don't think it's going to be close. Panthers, they might have a decent run. Maybe Bryce Young has his best game as a Panther. Maybe. But I think Baker Mayfield will get that job done. I'll take the Panthers. Carlos, you're you not taking the Panthers. You're taking the Bucks. Yeah. You said you were taking the Panthers. Oh, I did? I'm taking the Bucks. <laughs> Man, it's late. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take, I'm gonna take the Bucks too. Then again, Frank Reich is no longer the head coach. For some odd reason, teams like to super perform once they fire a coach this year. Vegas did it. The Steelers did it. The Bills did it. Um, will Carolina be next to line? Only time will tell. But Baker Mayfield hasn't won in a minute. Give me the Bucks. The Bucks are going to have some fun with this one. Give me Tampa Bay. All right. Four more games to go through. And this game, oh, my God. This is the game of the week. I don't know why it's not primetime at this point. It should have been flexed into a primetime spot, in my opinion. But the 49ers versus Eagles, the arguably the two best teams in the NFC, go head-to-head. I think this game will determine, just straightforward, record aside, who the best team is in the NFC. So... This game means a lot. It's in Philadelphia. It's a rematch of the NFC Championship. Brock Purdy did not really play that game. And once he came back in, he could not throw the ball. So we don't know how Brock Purdy would have done against the Eagles last year. Here's his chance. Could go either way. I think the 49ers are favored. The betting odds right now. But, Carlin, who is winning this game? I'm taking the Niners. I think the Eagles are a good team. It's probably the best team. But they are super beatable. They are. I'm just saying, if that wide receiver from Kansas City caught that ball, the Chiefs would have won. They would have won. Give me San Fran to win this game. It's going to be a super close game. And I don't think Brock Purdy's going to do super well, but he has a lot of weapons around him. And the Eagles take a while to get going now. So we'll see. Give me the Niners. Lance, who do you got? Something that has helped the Niners so much, and this is something that Nick Bosa would definitely be grateful for, is picking up Chase Young. And, man, that D-line looks so good. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have some trouble coming up pretty soon this weekend. So I'm going to have to take the 49ers on this one as well. All right. I will say... Um, I'll make my pick, but I'll say why I might change it in a bit. But I'm going to take the Eagles in this one. One, because uh, a couple of weeks ago I picked the Chiefs over the Eagles, and the Eagles found a way to win. And sometimes that all that's all it takes, just finding a way to win. I think the Eagles could find a, win, a way to win this game. They got the brotherly shove. That's a guaranteed touchdown against any defense. So I think they could find a way to win this game. Their pass defense... The 49ers pass defense has been a little on and off, a little shaky. So anything could happen this game. But I think the Eagles might sneak this one out. But I will say, if Lane Johnson, their right tackle, does not play this week, I might take the 49ers. I might change my pick just because I think at that point, Nick Bosa will dominate if Lane Johnson does not play. So if Lane Johnson plays, I will take the Eagles. If he doesn't play, I might change my pick to the 49ers. So I will say that. Browns versus Rams. I don't know who the Browns are starting at quarterback. I could check fantasy and see who's projected. It's going to be but... uh, P.J. Walker. 
All right. Um, Jeff Eichel was a free agent last I looked. Right now, as it speaks, Dorian Thompson-Robinson is projected 11.9 points. So he is projected to start, but he was diagnosed with a concussion. So it's most likely P.J. Walker. We will say that. Most likely P.J. Walker. But I'm going to take the Browns. Call me crazy. I'm going to take the Browns. I think I think Miles Garrett's going to play too. I was reading up on Miles Garrett and his injury. It seems like it's just soreness. So I'm going to take the Browns. I think their defense can win this game. I think Dorian Thompson Robinson or PJ Walker can do enough to win this game. Barely, just barely, and maybe, just maybe, they might use Jerome Ford a little bit more. But I'm going to take the Browns here. Uh, Carlin, who do you got? I'm going to take the Rams. I think the Rams just have a better offense. Um, they do have a uh, the Browns do have a better defense. I know that, but if Nakua keeps going, just saying, is Cooper is Cooper Cup starting? Yeah, mm. I think Cooper Cup and Nakua is going to run all over them. I really do, and the Browns just don't have an offense. So we'll see. Give me the Rams. Lance. Browns do have the best defense in the NFL for sure, and Miles Garrett has had himself a phenomenal year. But the Browns' offense hasn't shown up, and it was an exposure moment with last week's game. And so, with the Rams, I'm gonna have to take them. Like, I could differ from Cardlin's reason, but the Browns' offense is just not good enough to stand up to what the Rams have with offensive mastermind Sean McVay. Yeah, uh, we will see. We will see indeed. Sunday night football. Patrick Mahomes is back in Sunday night football, and Chris Collinsworth couldn't be any more excited. So he is going to love this game, definitely. But Chiefs play the Packers. Packers got a nice win over Detroit. Detroit beat the Chiefs earlier in the season. So technically, Green Bay is better than the Chiefs, if you use that logic. But in Green Bay, so it is tougher to win in Green Bay. But I'm going to take the Chiefs here. Mahomes will find a way. I always believe that. And I don't think Mahomes has ever played in Green Bay yet. I was reading about that. I don't think Mahomes has played in Green Bay yet. So, I think he'll find a way, as he always does. I think Rasheed Rice might have another nice game. So, I'm going to take the Chiefs. Carlin, who do you got? Lance, who do you got? (laughs) Yes. So, I enjoy watching Patrick Mahomes a lot. He's a whole lot of fun to watch. But a guy that I also enjoy watching on the Chiefs is Isaiah Pacheco, tough runner, and he's going to show up in this game as well. So I'm going to roll with the Chiefs. Now, Carl, Mr. Squeaky Chair, might I say. Um, One second. I'm trying to look up a stat for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Do you want us to go to the next game while you find that? No. I'm trying to find out how many games Patrick Mahomes has won on Sunday night. I know it's a lot. That's a hard stat to find. <laughs> is, it's a lot of games. I know that. I'm sure someone's keeping this stat somewhere. It says he's 57-15 on Sundays in his careers. Mahomes is very hard to beat in November. But he has yet to beat a Lambo. Call me crazy. I am going to take the Packers here upset Patrick Mahomes just because the Chiefs aren't complete yet they're getting there we'll see maybe Jordan Love might outplay Patrick Mahomes he's not 
But hey, the Steelers were out gaining every points and were six and four. Call me crazy. Give me the Packers. I will say Jordan Love's first start was against the Kansas City Chiefs. Ever. So and he did not have a good game. But that game I believe was in Arrowhead, so there's that. But a little history for you all. But final game. This game could have been so good, but this game is honestly going to suck. And I don't know why I was not flexed out. But Monday Night Football, the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Jake Browning-led Cincinnati Bengals. This will not be a good game. The Jaguars are going to win this game. Jake Browning is not good. He did not. He did okay against the Steelers' injury-filled defense. So this will not be good. Jacksonville should win this game easily, in my opinion. So I will take the Jaguars. Carlin, who do you got? I'm pulling up stats. It's it's hard to reach across the keyboard and not um type. But anyways, this Jaguars team got exposed by the Niners. Granted, it's the Niners. Lost to the Chiefs. They lost to the Texans. I still want to take Cincy. And I wouldn't be surprised in Cincinnati won. But it's in Duval. Give me Jacksonville. Lance. Well, John and I know a guy who's gone through the pain and suffering of being a Bengals fan. As a matter of fact, we just played with him out there in the snow playing football with him and he could tell us all about it, but Jake Browning is not good. Jags offense will gain a foothold right off the get-go in this game, so I'm going with Jacksonville. All right, I like it. That will do it for this episode, this week in the NFL Week 12 edition. So thank you, Carlin, and thank you, Lance. As always, we love having you on the podcast every week to two weeks. We always love having you. So great to have you here, but that'll do it for this episode. Tomorrow will be our final episode of the week, and it is finally time for some playoff action, in a sense, for college football. We will be covering the 10 conference championship games. We will predict all 10 of them. So that'll be very exciting. Georgia Bam was confirmed. Oregon versus Washington is confirmed. Florida State versus Louisville is also confirmed, and a bunch of other games too. A lot of playoff implications on the line, and we will go over all of it in tomorrow's episode. So stay tuned for that. Make sure, as always, to follow us on all of our social medias, Instagram, Twitter, slash X, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. You can find all those links in all of our podcast platforms in the link in bio. If you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Overcast, go to the podcast website and Click the link in bio there. But as always, with Carlin Jacob and Lance Johnson, I am John Dodaro. Have a great day, everyone, and see you next time on Inside the Dome.